back for another episode of I Love TV, the television review discussion podcast mm -hmm. with uh, Lord Jordan and uh, Emma. Emma. No titles. We're here today no to talk titles. about the fifth season of Degrassi, The Next Generation. Mm -hmm. We've had a very long absence. I only realized today that I never uploaded the season four episode no. currently uploading. But we're here to talk about uh, season five, which this I'll just put up immediately after finishing. You. And this is our third attempt, right? Like, isn't this our, like our third attempt at recording this episode? I think this is our second. Stop it with the Jimmy legs. You're gonna. It's gonna. I be. can't. I can't help it. This chair is so uncomfortable. <laughs> You're the one who bought it. No, this is this is Georgia's chair. This is the chair that Georgia wanted for the kitchen. All right. This isn't my chair. Do you want to find a different chair? I want to sit on the bed, but I've been told that's not an option. If I'm uh, too good at sleeping. If you sit on the bed, why did I, I get don't know. any of this shit? I don't know. I, got, I don't know why you do the things you do. I got this set up so that no one would have to sit on my bed because Georgia didn't like sitting on my bed because, like, you know, my bare ass has been on my bed. <laughs> and, like... I don't like you sitting on my bed when we're recording because, yeah, you're, you just start dozing off and you start well, drifting off to dreamland. In my defense, usually we record at, like, 10 p.m. plots because we, we used to record when Georgia started to stream. And Georgia used to stream at, like, 10, 10, 30 p.m. And so it was already late for me because I'm an old lady who works with children, so I'm on their schedule instead of my own schedule. And so it was already, like, really late for me. And then we were talking for like three hours, and I was laying in a comfortable bed, so of course I would fall asleep. So we had uh, we had all these issues at the old place mm -hmm. when we were recording, and we yes. have since moved, so yeah. life has only just now settled down to like sort of uh, Routine, back into a normal a normal groove. Mm -hmm. And so we decided I wanted to get the band back together for girlfriend, girlfriend, ex boyfriend. Woo! I want a reunion tour. But then Georgia got sick from smelling pepperoni pizza. Yeah, and then it you, happens to the best of us. And then you guys had to leave to go do stuff. Mm -hmm. And now uh, Feeny the weenie <laughs> is coming over to fix uh, some computer issues for Georgia. Don't be an ass. It's very generous of him. Phoenix, if you ever listen to this, which I don't think you will, I don't think this is your speed. Like I feel like girlfriend, girlfriend, ex-boyfriend is everyone's speed. This is not. But Phoenix, we love and appreciate you in this household. How very bold of you to assume everyone loves girlfriend, girlfriend. Of course they do. Are you kidding me? It's Roanoke's premier podcast. Used to be. It is Roanoke's. What other podcasts are there in Roanoke that are worth listening to? I can't think of any off the top of my head. There was the Star City Punk cast. I don't know if they're still going. I don't think they are. Anyway, we're here to talk about season five of Degrassi, The Next Generation, so we can actually get back and watch season six. Mm -hmm. We've been bereft of uh, Degrassi for far too long. Yeah. Our lives have felt empty and somewhat meaningless. We've been trying to fill the void with other television shows. You've caught up on Grey's Anatomy. Um, I haven't found anything that's really super captured my interest. I watched all of regular show. Yeah, you did. That was, that was really, a time in our lives. That was really good, though. Mm -hmm. Tried starting his other show, which is now an HBO Max exclusive. It's pretty decent. Yeah, but it's not drawing me in. Uh, it's a very different show. It's aimed at a very different audience. And I feel like for you, in my opinion, part of the appeal of regular show 
Is it's like the last kind of like years of your childhood mm-hmm. or one that was originally airing? Yeah, like I was a young teenager when it started airing. Mm-hmm. This is really it's, it's a solid show. Oh, it yeah. is. It is like it was noticeably weird though when they stopped just killing people constantly. <laughs> Yeah. It, it was a weird change because it's like this has been going on for six seasons. Why isn't there just wanton, murderous violence anymore? Yeah. Like San- Santa did get shot with a gun, which was crazy. Oh, like a goodness. gun. Like a gun gun. Like a gun gun. Like it was a gun. We'll talk about regular shows some other time. Yeah. Uh, and this isn't a movie podcast, so I can't really talk about any of the HBO Max same day premieres. But I will, I'll talk about them briefly. Most of them sucked. The only really good oh. one was Judas and the Black Messiah. That was an excellent film. And Godzilla vs. Kong was pretty good. Um, Tom and Jerry sucked. The Little Thing sucked. Wonder Woman 1984 sucked. <laughs> that one sucked ass so hard. And um, Mortal Kombat is the next one coming up, and I'm excited for that. I'm going to see how that one goes. I feel like genuinely the majority of movies suck. Like, I think that's just statistically, at this point, so many mainstream directors are just kind of throwing money at shit and throwing shit at fans to see what will what will catch and what will stick. Well, I think it's um, studios, particularly, don't want to take risks anymore. No, of course they don't. Everybody just wants to make the next Iron Man so they can have another big franchise or what have you. And it doesn't work. And it's why, really, I think, quite frankly, the best work that we're seeing right now as it's been for a while, is from smaller independent studios because they have the ability to take these risks. Mm-hmm. It's what they're known for. Like, A24 is relatively niche. Yeah, The Lighthouse was really good. Yeah. That was a fun movie. And that's the thing. is you got to see people... a mermaid vagina in it. Oh, God. I haven't seen that movie yet, so I guess I'll have to watch for the mermaid vagina. Um, you don't have to, like, watch for it. It's there. It's staring at you, <laughs> winking at you. I mean, like, I have to watch the movie so I have the opportunity. No, but I think genuinely so many big studios are afraid to take chances right now. And they have been for years. And it's just going to cause another huge downfall in the movie industry. And then maybe in like 20 years it'll come back. Like this is not the first time this has happened. And I think the shows that we've seen that take bigger risks and the movies we've seen that take bigger risks and go kind of out on a limb with their concept do better. Yeah, like... So... I watched... Step it up, Hollywood. I also watched Point Break all the way through the first time ever that was a weirdly it was a weird movie it was an awesome movie but it was also like mm-hmm. yeah it's like it like there had been like fbi movies and like crime movies uh, up until that point crime action movies but it just, like the concept of it was so weird and like it did feel yeah. like a risk and like keanu reeves not being a huge a huge star at the time like mm-hmm. it's one of the movies that made him and like uh and now like now we're getting too much Keanu Reeves. There's not a new Keanu Reeves <laughs> to go like, whoa, chill, Dracula. He sucked, <laughs> he sucked in Dracula. And that's another thing. I think studios should be less afraid to hire new talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I see, uh, what's her name? I don't like Jennifer Lawrence or what have you in a film. It actually turns me off the film because I know that they're not going to let her take big risks. Uh. I, for one, want to see groundbreaking, risk-taking theater and movies and television. 
like Degrassi. Yeah, so as I say, bringing know, it back to Degrassi, he's been taking risks since day one. Degrassi takes risks. Kevin Smith takes risks, and Kevin Smith plays uh, big into this season again. God, that's right. That's this season, isn't it? Yeah, the last season. At the end of the last season, was them filming the uh, the movie Jane Silent Bob Go Canadian A. Eh? And uh, I recently, like Friday, (laughs) went up to Red Bank, New Jersey to go visit Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, 65 Broad Street, Red Bank, New Jersey, 732-758-0508. Jesus Christ, you memorized it? Uh, I used to listen to that podcast like so much. And like in the beginning of that podcast, Walt Flanagan, who manages the store for his good friend Kevin, would just say the number over and over again. <laughs> Except back then it used to be 35 Broad Street, Red Bank, New Jersey, 732-758-0508. And I got up there to go to 35 Broad Street mm-hmm. uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey, phone number 732-758-0508. <laughs> Giving them all this free publicity. That, um, Should be charging them. I, I, went, I went to 35 Broad Street, next, right next to the Surf Taco, and like, what the fuck? The space is for Lisa. What happened to Jay and Bob's? And I had to check my Google Maps real quick. They moved up the street to 65 Broad Street. Yeah. Hey, Kevin Smith, I feel like you're a cool dude. We just gave you a bunch of free publicity for like six people to listen to. So, uh, how about sending us a couple fibers, huh, man? Well, what I tried doing for you is I wanted to get you a present while I was there. I tried yes. to find the Degrassi episode because they have like an individual DVD of it. Man. And, like, they sell DVDs there, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are, like, signed. So, like, you get a signed copy of Clerks or Dogma or yeah. any number of things Kevin Smith's worked on or appeared in. But not the Degrassi Show no. episode. I could have gotten a signed Clerks poster, but I decided not to go with that one because it was really expensive. So I got this French Clerks poster, which mm-hmm. I was going to give to you and you wanted to put in the living room until we noticed, uh, until I until I actually... Language. Until I actually looked at it, because I didn't look at it in yeah. the store. I just saw the tube and, like, French clerks poster, bam. I thought it was going to be, a like, the picture like of the, the yeah. of the thing, and it would just be clerks. Nouvelle film de Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a bit of dialogue from the movie where Randall is talking about a video <laughs> rental <laughs> he made. De nana qui ont les deux sexes. Tu devrais voir ça à cas de belle nana avec des bites plus grosses que la mienne. Et t'as loué <laughs> Et t'as loué ça J'aime instituer. Yeah. You like to expand your horizons? I do like to expand my horizons. This is correct. So, leading in from that, uh, Manny... Santos is the focus of the first opening episodes, Venus Part 1 and Part 2. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire, your desire. Yeah. So. Oh, water thief, it's okay. I brought both of us, so I got a big one. My voice is dry. Oh, before we get like into it real quick, I got my second COVID vaccine on Wednesday. Yeah, I got mine like... Uh, a while ago. So, we're both fully vaccinated, that, kind of. That's why I was able to go up to New Jersey New York. Yeah, the swelling is finally starting to go down a bit. Nice. It's taken forever, literally. So, you know what else gets swollen this episode? What? Uh, or she tries to get it swollen, swollen more than normal. It's her tits, because uh, Manny Santos... That's right. We're going way back in time. 
Manny Santos, who got to be the female lead in Jane Silent Bob Go Canadian Which is so creepy, by the way. It's so creepy. I'm sure we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, it was so... It's very creepy how they handle it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Because, like, I was, like, trying to find out if, like... Jason Mewes ever had any weird allegations against him? I feel like if he did, they wouldn't have put it in the episode. Yeah, like they just, for some reason, Kevin right. Smith, who I'm sure had a hand in writing the episode oh, and directing the episode, like just mm-hmm. made his friend out to look like a peed. Like a real peed, like a piece of shit peed. I really want to, if I ever got to meet the guy, I'd want to ask him about that. It's like, what is up with the Degrassi episode, Jay? Why did you consent to that, man? Why, like... why'd you let, why'd you put Jay on blast? like that why'd you make jay look like a p and here's the thing here's the thing it's only ever going to like be funny and be like an inside joke if nothing comes out if something one day comes out which i hope it doesn't not because i'm like in love with the guy or whatever but because i hope children weren't hurt yeah if something ever comes out that episode is going to age like milk yeah, I, I think Jason Muse is safer now. He's just like a lovable dope ex-heroin addict. Married, uh, got married, had a kid, and uh, seems to be doing all right with his life. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. The be- the, all the best to him. Yeah. What does that sound? Georgia went up Phoenix and Phoenix said he would be here in like 15 minutes. Oh, is that Phoenix probably then? I don't know, maybe. Um, oh, there's so much dirty laundry upstairs. Oi. We all make choices. Ah! Anyway, uh, oh so Manny got to be mm-hmm. a central character in the fake yes. meta movie that yes, Kevin did. Smith, the alternate version of Kevin Smith, made in uh, the Degrassi universe. Mm-hmm. And she's creeped on by she and um, what's her face Ashley, or not 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 Ashley, um, um, the punk girl Ellie. Ellie both get creeped on by Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes. So, Jason, for so many reasons, I hope this is not based on real life, man. I really hope so. Like, he's he, he a bit of a Lothario. Like, he was always, like, hooking up with chicks. And, like, it's like, I'm wondering, like, I just don't know where the teenage thing came from. Yeah, I feel like it must just be a joke between them that then got extrapolated to TV. Because, again, I feel like if there really was a thing, then Jason Mewes would not have said it was okay to do that kind of scene work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like if I was... And I'm not, obviously. If I was Jason Mewes, and I was guilty of pedophilia, I would not want to make jokes about myself being a pedophile on national TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> International TV. Kevin Smith wasn't at the stash the day I went. He's not usually there, I don't well, think. Well, I think you're... <laughs> but it's like... If, if next time I go, someday in the far-flung mm-hmm. future, if he happens to be there, it's like, I'm going to ask, like, dude, what is up with, what the fuck the, with, with that side plot about Jay being a peed? Why'd you make your best friend a <laughs> Anyway. I would never do that to you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, this episode focuses largely on Manny, who yes. is wanting to become an actress. Oh, Manny. And she's wanted to be an actress for, like, a while. Since the end of last season. Okay, well, that's, like, a whole summer. Yeah, so, like, since the end of last season, she has been interested in being an actress. And this episode focuses on, like, her newfound dream of acting. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
and uh, trying to find an agent and stuff. But before all that, the, we open on like the last few days of summer break, I guess. The girls are at the pool. Yeah. Emma and Manny are at the pool, and we get ding, 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 new character alert, Peter. He's a hot boy. He's a hot teenage boy. Yeah, he's a boy that Emma has her sights on. She's like, she's just like standing at the other end of the pool, like fucking fiddling with her bikini and trying to get her to notice him. Is this before or after the van episodes? Are the van episodes this season? I think the van episodes were last season. Yeah, like the van down by the creek. But in the ravine. In the ravine. It's the creepy ravine. ass ravine. I'm just so like shook up on which parts are which after we took that huge gap. And this is like our third time re-recording this, so I've got no idea where we're at right now. It'll, it'll come back to you as I'm uh, describing oh, things. Oh, I'm sure it will. Because I, I have it on lock. I'm so tempted to like grab that beanbag, but it won't be tall enough. Yeah, you'll be like, it's it's just going to be the opposite problem. <laughs> right now I'm like hovering a foot above the table. Yeah. Um, so, in this episode... Emma's trying to gain the attentions of a guy, but mm-hmm. guess who gets the attentions of the guy first? Of course, the as always. Way hotter Manny Santos. Manny Santos. Manny Santos, who had every single teenage boy in the school following her around for a week. With the blue thong. I yeah. showed you the Busset Challenge mm-hmm. video, right? Where um, Cassie Steele, the actress who plays Manny, an adult now, <laughs> did a TikTok with her iconic blue thong. Oh my god. I mean, okay, I actually have, a, like, like, a little side note there. Mm. How do we let movie theaters and TV studios get away with this stuff? Mm. Like, with putting a, like, 14-year-old or something, Manny Santos, like, putting the 14-year-old actor in the thong in the provocative clothing, and then filming in her in a way that is sexually provocative, and then broadcasting it on TV. It is a good question. Um, yeah. I feel like the theming for that episode and then, like, the character development of Manny from there, it feels like it was very important at the time because there was, and there was, and I guess there still is, this sexualization among younger uh, girls yeah, in school. Yeah, that's contributed to by the media. Yeah. and I'm one, These but, things don't happen in a bubble. No. But, like, we sort of had it with Paige. Paige was, like when she was introduced in the first season wanted to be like trendy and hip and cool looking and kind of sexy mm-hmm. looking but then like I guess to tackle whatever issue of it of uh, the dwindling modesty of our society God. like they did it with Manny like way harder mm-hmm. it is, it's a very but I'm saying like it's a moral issue yeah because like when you're 14 you don't know what you're going to want to do for the rest of your life you know what i mean yeah. like when i was 14 i wanted to be a pediatric oncologist mm-hmm. i wanted to have sick cancer children around me every day and i thought i could go to school for like 8 years to do it i could not i couldn't handle the extra like 12 years of schooling or whatever but like not to like quote bojack horseman but to, but to quote an episode of bojack horseman that i watched very recently cuz george has gotten into it mm. um What's her face? Sarah Lynn. Sarah, yeah. Sarah Lynn? Is that it? The girl from yeah. Horsing Around, the little yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's like, like, how is child acting legal? Like, isn't it just child labor? Like, she didn't know what she was signing on to. She was very young. She was never in control of it. You know, yada, yada, yada. I wonder what it's like for these actors and actresses to look back in, on, uh, like, the sexualization of themselves as children. 
And they're they're in Canada, so I don't know like how much different the Canadian television world mm-hmm. is from the American television world. And it'd be interesting to know like how much veto ability they had for their character storylines. Like if Cassie Steele had not been okay with taking mm-hmm. that direction with the character of Manny Santos, mm-hmm. would she have said no? Or did she see it as an opportunity for her character? To, like they were, they were yeah. giving her character a major storyline. This is true. And without this, um, uh, Manny Santos might have fallen the way of uh, Toby. Yeah, this is true. But if she's fourteen, is she the one making the decisions, or is her mom making the decisions? Yeah. Who's uh, cashing the checks, man? It's a conspiracy. I'm telling you. I want you to get on Twitter and tweet Cassie Steele. See if she'll answer a few questions for us. Yeah. Just That'd do an, be amazing. Just do an email interview. Email a few questions like, yeah. "Hey, can you answer these?" Like, want to talk know, to you. We're huge know about Degrassi this. fans. And we love uh, your we're work. like kind of insane Degrassi fans. Hello. Hello. Hi. Do you guys know the band aids? The band aids? Did someone get injured? Yes. Oh my god. Okay, will you pause uh, for a second? Yeah, we'll be right back, listeners. So, with all that said, the thrust of this episode being Manny trying to advance her acting career before the movie yes. has come out, mind you. Yeah. Like, she has been in a movie, but it has yet to premiere. Mm-hmm. So, no one's like, seen it, no one's reviewed it. So, agents aren't going to be looking for her. Nevertheless, she is bothering uh, an agent in town in Toronto. Yeah. Um, She's being kind of irritating, to be frank. And Peter has some sage advice oh, from Peter, his of course. Uh, dad. Peter is the guy that the pool. Emma is interested. He's not interested in her. No. He's interested in Manny. Aren't uh, they all? Yeah, everyone is. And uh, he's, he gives her the sage advice from his dad. It's like, oh, just go in there and take what you want and everything. Which is so stupid. I'm it, sorry. It's such teenage boy advice. Yeah. It's so stupid. And it, it sets up Peter right away. It's like, oh, we know what Peter's going to be yeah, like. Yeah, Peter likes to season. go and take whatever he wants, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Peter's uh, a dick. Peter is hashtag canceled. Peter's that guy that walks around your high school with a video camera going like, oh, it's a home movie. Yeah. He has... He, he literally has a he video camera. He has a video camera. camera. He's, that he brings around the high school. He's like the anti-Craig. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Craig has like still photography and yeah. music and multiple interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and Craig is like a decent sweet guy who has some mental health problems yeah he's had some problems we love craig we do this is a craig defense show yeah Genevieve, stop that just let her uh let her out i want her to sit with her mother jesus christ (laughs) she sounds like i'm torturing her i'm just holding her Mm -hmm. so i'm supporting her butt manny goes down to the agent's office to demand uh to demand attention and demand time. Because so far the agent has been like, okay, we've gotten your material. I'll talk to you when I can talk to you. And um, the agent then, like, comes at Manny saying, like, hey, you know, like, fucking whatever, bitch. Maybe if you had bigger tits or some shit. And a smaller ass. Smaller ass. And, it, like, 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 just being a really horrible person to this 14, like, like a 16-year-old. Yeah. Like this child. Like, just yeah. being a horrible person to this child. So Manny has uh, taken this, and she's been invited to a house party at Peter's uh, uh, apartment, which I guess like his parents Apparently are out. His, his dad's apartment, right? Because we know his parents are divorced. His dad has the house, which we go oh, to okay. later. 
but this is like an apartment of like a surprise mystery character yeah. that will be his, revealed at the end of the episode. Um, so Manny gets invited, and she goes. She goes to see a uh, plastic surgeon for a consultation because she sees a sign on a bus, and she's like, "It's a sign!" Christ. And she's, she wants... Yeah, it's a sign on the back of the bus, and she, therefore it's a sign. Yeah, she wants to take the movie she made from, uh, the, the money she made from the movie mm-hmm. to get her plastic surgery. And, oh, uh, we've learned that her parents don't like her spending money... Off of her, off of uh, what she off made of that from the movie. Because, yeah. They want her to save it for, like, college, or, like, you know... Her dad, in particular, is really hardcore. Mm-hmm. He is, like, um... We have a couple... Of, we've had, like, one or two of these so far in other characters, but, like... First generation immigrant, like mm-hmm. uh, not fresh off the boat necessarily, but like, like he just came to Can- he came to Canada. He wasn't born in Canada, obviously. And he's very serious about like making life there and helping his family, but he's very old fashioned when yeah. it comes to, like his values. I feel like um, a lot of like immigrant parents are that way, like from yeah. people I've known, where it's like, like from Europe or Asia or wherever mm-hmm. it's like you come to America and you want your kid to be successful because like yeah. you had a super hard time getting over here yeah. and making any sort of life so like it's all to like push your kids into doing well that way like the mission's accomplished like we mm-hmm. did it we did everything we were supposed to and like like we fucking uh, yeah. came out on top yeah, I feel like it does take a lot of, like, determination and being very, very strict with yourself mm-hmm. to make that. Because it's a big change from one country to another to learn a whole new language, a whole new system of politics, leave behind everyone you know. Did you find this was true with your uh, immigrant father? <laughs> I mean, my dad was an uh, illegal alien for, like, a month and a half, so... <laughs> That's a whole thing. I don't know. My dad died when I was 10, man. I, I was barely 10. I was a month older than 10. I was a month older than 9. Yeah. But he wasn't like uh, he wasn't like a taskmaster, but he did want the, you to do the Dude, very best. I was 9. What was he going to taskmaster me on? Like, doing my multiplication? Yeah. I don't know. No. You weren't allowed to watch cartoons. I was not allowed to watch cartoons, but that's because my mom doesn't like cartoons and quite frankly I feel like she was correct I don't understand Spongebob memes memes, and I hope to never understand them I think it gives you brain rot controversial opinion of the day everyone that I know that wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob as a kid is now doing great for themselves so I'm like present company excluded obviously I'm doing pretty good I have two podcasts that haven't aired in forever So, you live in a house. You're doing just fine. So the... Um, I'm doing better than my fucking sister. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, there you go. And she's the one who went there to university and did all the extracurricular activities yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. I have friends, but like... Some of the friends that were in the No Cartoon Club Immigrant Parents Club with me... Uh, one of my friends from high school and middle school... Or just high school. He's now... Um, I think he's a resident now, or is he, he's still in med school, but he's specializing in neurosurgery. Yeah. But so, good for you. So, uh, she sees this plastic surgeon mm-hmm. after, I can't remember if the discussion with her father was before or after, but her, her dad's hardcore, mm-hmm. like, very old school, very conservative, very much, like, slut-shaming the shit out of his daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to just watch. Like, you're not even actually in the room. 
it's very uncomfortable. I really like it though. Like it's I like TV that makes me feel stuff like that. That's fair. I like feeling a reaction. I don't like just feeling like this show sucks. I don't care about these characters. Like I want someone that's gonna twist my guts around. That's fair. Like with uh, Craig's dad and all that shit. That was sick. And like all the great moments of Degrassi that just like twist a knife in your stomach. Oh yeah. It was the same way with the cage thing. It was the same way with season five of Dexter with uh, that yeah. particular plot. You remember that one? No, I do not. It's the Barrel Girls. Oh, that was so fucked up. It made me feel so uncomfortable, so but nasty. it's like, I would argue like that might be, it's not the best season of Dexter, but like that's a, a very really close good one. season of Dexter. Yeah. And it all goes downhill after there. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember. Who was the villain in season six? Dude. Was that the final season? No, there there is a season six. They're they're bringing back Dexter, and it's not a reboot; it's a continuation, which I think is fascinating. Well, I'd rather have it be a continuation. Oh, like, me too. I'd want to know what happened because, like, he should have just died. Yeah. Spoiler alert: he didn't, obviously. So I'm interested to see where this goes. His fucking kid. Dexter's been over since like 2012, right? Yeah his his uh his his kid and his. Uh, murderer girlfriend or hanging out in Buenos Aires like a bunch of Nazis. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that's where criminals go to hide. Mm-hmm. So uh, Manny sees the plastic surgeon. He's like, hey, you know, it's not necessarily that you need bigger tits. Like, your tits are kind of like, all right, maybe we just, like, even out your ass and shit. He's like, yeah, I need a deposit, though. And well, he says they're going to they're reduce her ass and put it in her tits. Yeah, something weird. Yeah, and he, like lift that a little bit. He's very professional in the way that all plastic surgeons are, even though like they're scumbags. It's like, no, I will say not all plastic surgeons are scumbags. I do think plastic surgery surgery does some important things for people, like people that have facial disfigurements from accidents and stuff. Yes, getting that fixed is life changing for transgender people. Gender confirmation surgery is life affirming. But this guy, well, this guy is like trying to give a teenage girl bigger tits and a smaller ass. This guy's a scumbag. Yeah, and it's he's not trying to talk her out of it, but it's no. like it's like hey, like her money spends. You yeah, know? He, he's not taking any moral stance. He is an amoral plastic surgeon who's like, I'm just gonna take your money and fucking make your tits bigger. Yeah. Um. He's so definitely taking a stance when he tells her, like, oh, you could use a little more up here. Yeah, so he takes her credit card deposit, and uh, mm-hmm. guess what? It shows up on her fucking... Um, statement. Statement, and her parents find out. Oh, doesn't the bank call them because it's, like, a huge purchase at it's a, a plastic surgery place? Yeah, it's, like, thousands of dollars. And so the bank calls them and is like, hey, what the fuck is this? Like, did you guys really buy this on this card? Yeah. But before that, she goes to the party. It's like that happens after she goes mm-hmm. to the party and has her little uh, blunder because that's because there needs to be a rift driven between Emma and uh, mm-hmm. Manny. Manny's been trying to like talk up Emma and mm-hmm. uh, Peter's like not having any. He's of not it. interested. It's not. He's not interested in that. Uh, those damaged goods. Jesus Christ! Did we figure out if this was before or after the ravine? I think this was after. I, this has to be after, right? Because Alex and Jay have broken up because this is the season with that other plot point. Ah, yes. Um, Which comes up in 
next episode. It's it build. The part of it's this? a build up through, and it's the it's the mid. It, it's not the. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. It's it, it it's a build up, which I really appreciated. Yes. It didn't come out of nowhere. You know. This is true. It's something that's I feel like it's been building up since like last season. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, Manny gets fucking shit-faced at this party, and then her and Peter are, like, the last two people around. Peter has his fucking video camera, and guess what fucking Manny does? Hmm. Very in vogue for the time. The time when young Jordan was trying to stay up till 2 a.m. to watch (laughs) Girls Gone Wild infomercials. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Manny... At the party. At the party in the bathroom. Drunk off her ass. Insanely drunk. Peter and her go in the bathroom, and Peter, who should know better, but obviously he's sober, he's completely sober. Manny decides like, to give him a little prize. She's like, "I want you to like capture this moment on tape before I'm changed forever and I'm famous." You can sell this for a million, million bucks. Because I'm gonna be a famous actress. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 yeah, isn't like, 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 isn't it? When I'm a big movie star, you can sell this for a million bucks. Yeah. And uh, lifts her shirt up for him on camera. She doesn't lift her shirt up. I remember this she, like, excruciating. Pulls it all no, 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 the way. no, 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 no. I remember this in excruciating detail. <laughs> I remember a lot of things in excruciating detail. I don't have that perfect memory recall shit that Tim Thank Rogers God. has, but like I, I've actually found. Like, I've always said I have a bad memory. I have a actually pretty decent fucking memory when Better it comes to some things. Like, with, like, TV and stuff in particular. Mm-hmm. Useless things that won't help me in life. <laughs> you know? So, she doesn't lift her top up. She's wearing, like, sort of like a crop kind of halter top thing where the straps are tied behind her neck. Oh, she un- really? She unties the shirt behind oh. her and then pulls it pulls down. forward and down. That's yeah. so interesting because it's so different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That is such an interesting choice for the it, director to make. It makes all the difference in the world, surprisingly. <laughs> it changes the context of the situation and the making of. It was it sure weird. Does. So, Peter has this video. Manny doesn't remember making the video. Peter comes to Manny. And he's with like, hey, remember this video we made? And he's trying to, like, blackmail her into going out with him. And, yeah. uh... But it's not, like, full blackmail quite yet. It's, like, uh, soft blackmail. Light blackmail. Yeah, it's between friends. And then, uh... So then... And then she's like, no. Yeah. So, I think that, like... The video, she says no, the video gets leaked. No, that's incorrect. That's wrong. I'm sorry. She says no, and then he switches to hard blackmail. Yeah. And he says, um, all right, then you have to give me like $3,000, isn't it? Yeah, she's trying to get her deposit money back in cash from the surgeon. Because and then she, and when he, this is what I think is so funny. Mm. This is what I think is so funny is that she turns him down for the date, and then he says, and she's like, but you need to get rid of that video. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you're not being nice to me. So you can buy it for $3,000 and I'll give it, I'll get rid of it for you for $3,000 or something like that. And she's like, well, then I'll just go on the date with you. And he's like, that offer's off the table, babe. Like, it's just so, it's so teenager. Yeah, so she tries to get the money back from the plastic surgeon in cash, mm-hmm. even though she paid in credit. It's so, so stupid. It's not how it works, bitch. Then her parents find out. Her dad goes ballistic. She gets kicked out of the house. But then the video, 
the video gets it's I can't remember the sequence of this. Like either the video gets leaked, her and Manny. No, the video is not leaked. He does it on purpose. Yeah, well, he leaks it on purpose. Like, yeah, it's not a leak if you do it yourself. I don't know. No, it's it's not a leak. Is when someone else does it, or someone on the creative team that's not supposed to control release date does it. He purposefully sends child porn of of Manny to the to entire every school. boy in school. Yeah, and it's um, there's like. The, like this happens first or her parents find out about the surgery first somewhere like her parents find out about the surgery first yes then she she gets kicked out because the, she goes to the surgeon the surgeon says it's too late they cancelled the payment I don't do things for girls with no money or something like that she goes home mom and dad know that she wanted to get plastic surgery mom's like but why sweetheart your body is beautiful and dad's like you're a slut get yeah. out of my and then they fight yeah. And then he's like, get the hell out Be, of my house. Being an actress is not a job for good girls. Yeah. Uh, like, this is proof that this is not, you're not going to be good if you do this. Yeah. And, and that's when she gets kicked out of the house. Right. So, but then she goes the, crying to Emma's house. The video comes out before she winds up at Emma's house, I think, because there has to be the rift between her and Emma that they reconcile on her front porch as she's trying to find a place to live. No. We'll move on from No, it. no, no. That's incorrect. I'm sorry. I have to stop you there because you're wrong. Mm. Because um, she... Because Emma's already been like, I'll take you in and what have you. Like, it's okay. You can stay with me. Mm. And then she's like, Emma, there's something you need to know. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. Like, he has this video of me. And that's when Emma's like, you whore. Mm. I don't know if she's like, right? you whore. I remember a moment being like, you have all these things going for you, and you just keep getting in your own way to yeah. Manny. Something along those lines. We should pull up the episode descriptions again. Well, the um, they don't go that into depth, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, ultimate point being, the video gets released, and we have like mm -hmm. the one moment of levity that like made me laugh, even though it probably shouldn't have. Oh, is like when the video is going around the school, um, uh, Jimmy and fucking Craig. Are in the they computer lab. In the computer lab. And then in the computer lab. Jimmy opens it and it's like, "My Manny Santos, my how you have grown." <laughs> and <laughs> so then gross. Craig's like not looking at. It. He's covering he's his eyes. He's trying to be a gentleman. And, and then, then he opens whoop, his fingers, whoop, and you can see he's looking through his fingers. It's it's a little. It made me it's laugh. It's a little funny. It's, it's a, a little, little funny. It's it's still gross, but it's a little funny. Like, but they made it. They made it so funny for us. They're like they were. Like they're gonna break. They're gonna. They're like the audience is gonna give a get a hearty chuckle out yeah. of this one. Because otherwise, your mind is going to break. Yeah. There's just so much negativity. It's very sad. It's a very distressing episode, quite frankly. So the video comes out. Emma is staying with the Simpson Nelsons. Manny's staying with Emma and the Nelsons. Fuck. Yeah. Manny's staying with Emma and the Simpson Nelsons. Mm -hmm. The Snelsons. If you will. Um, and, uh... The simps, if you will. The principal... Mr. Simp. The principal, Miss Hostelakos, comes to scold young Peter, and we find out... it turns out, she's Peter his mom. Is, Peter is, uh, the spawn of Hatsalakos. Mystery Man and Principal Hatsalakos. And the party was in her, like, condo. Because so she recognized the bathroom. Hilarious. I'm sorry. I think it's so funny that, like, if your parent was the principal, you're throwing a rager in their d divorce condo. 
Mm-hmm. Brass balls, my dude. Here's the thing that I hate about this couple episodes. Mm-hmm. He should have gone to court. Mm-hmm. He created and distributed child pornography against someone's consent. He got... Uh, He's a sex offender. He furnished alcohol to minors. He's a so sex many offender. Minors. So many minors. And then, yeah, took advantage of the drunkest of an, girl of at an the party. created child. So... But what's his name again? Fuck. Peter. He gets Peter, de- he gets detention. The Peter file should have gotten a lot more than depression. Detention. What did I say? Depression. You said depression. I don't think he gets he's, that too. I don't think he's very depressed. He gets that later. Everybody gets a little as a treat. No. Um, Peter should we should have seen there should have been a court thing similar to how there was for uh, the rapist in Paige's episodes. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they didn't want to have to rent the court set again. (laughs) You don't even have to do it on camera. Just be like, oh, by the way, Peter now has to do community service hours and is registered as a sex offender. Has to do something. Yeah, like, there has to be some repercussion for this beyond detention. And it's not like they have him do detention as, like, a, oh, he's getting special treatment and this is how Hatsalakus is going to lose her job. Like, no, he just has to go to detention. And Manny has to keep going to school there. And it's very clear that, like... Yeah. Because um, this is the episode... This is the season where Spinner is trying to get back into Degrassi as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hots- With a no-tolerance policy Hotsalakos for bullying. has a zero-tolerance policy for bullying. Yeah, my ass. With plenty of tolerance for sexual assault. Yeah, so much it's, harassment. It's extremely tolerated. It's, it's so tolerated. It's encouraged. Yeah, it's sick. It's what it is. So let's get away from that shit because we right. don't. I like many episodes are okay because they're interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't like Emma. Emma's irritating. Yeah. She's so irritating. This, She's constantly holier than thou. This is her worst season. There's an ice cream. Ice cream. Truck? Nice truck. All right, wait, quick. On. Emma's running to get some ice cream, audience. Anyways, I did not get ice cream. You failed to catch the ice cream truck. I did. They ran away from me. It's a dick move, man. I replaced your chair. Yeah. Is it a better chair? It's a lower chair. But is that better? I don't know. It's a chair, man. It's not a bed. Well, you have to. (laughs) Let's get back to characters we like. This is a Paige and Alex episode. Episode 3, Death of a Disco Dancer. Which I don't know the musical reference. Neither do I. But it's the episode where Paige is getting ready to tr- apply for colleges. She wants to get into. Um, yes. What's the is this the one? She wants to wait, get into? wait, 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 real quick. Isn't has Mr. O come back from his like time in the wilderness? Yes. And um, is that this episode or is it have we previously? That's this episode. We were about okay. to get into that because that's he. Intru- he has a major plot point. Uh, that affects hate that the man. episode. He's so gross. He's so disgusting. Well, he sort of gets his comeuppance. I have a um, list of Degrassi characters that should have gone to prison. He's he's uh, gotten back from the Yukon from his weird logging job because he's like constantly broke and trying to pay for college. Mm-hmm. And while he's there, he's just decided to just give drop up out. He's on life. Drop out. He's gonna move. To, he's gonna move to British Columbia. Because, oh, I can't be a teacher anymore. And whose yeah, fault is that? Yeah, because he tried to fuck a student. Yeah, not tried, did. Are we sure that he successfully boned a student? I'm not 100% I sure. I thought... I think they did, I don't know. Has Paige lost her virginity, like... Consensually? Yeah. I think to him, maybe. Not never to Spinner. 
Never to spinner. Never to spinner. Spinner um, doesn't get laid. Um, so, this episode, uh, uh, Paige is talking about going into banting, and she's gonna That's go... That's her only choice. She's gonna present her plan to her boo-thang, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Oleander, or whatever the fuck his name hmm. is. Uh, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna meet at this fancy <laughs> restaurant. She winds up getting into tension because she uh, snips at uh, at Alex and a teacher, right? Something, but she gets she gets detention, and we get a funny scene where it's like she's getting out of detention early to get ready for a big date, mm-hmm. and he's, and she's like. He's, he's in detention for showing the school Manny Santos' tits. I'm in detention for snapping at Alex. Can I go now? And, and then, Mr. Simpson's like, yeah, you can go. And then he's, and then Peter Tresge is like, oh, sorry, oh, no. you're going to have to ask your mommy for permission. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be seeing you for the next 52 weeks kind of deal. He's such a righteous dickhead, I love it. He is, but I feel like Mr. Simpson should be angrier at yeah. Peter. Especially since he has a surrogate daughter now. Yeah. Well, since he has a stepdaughter. He has, a, he has a stepdaughter, but, like, Manny is living with them. Yeah. He is, he is their... He's the parental figure for both of those children. He's their... He's Manny's ward. <laughs> Manny's his ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to go out and fight crime together. <laughs> but, yeah. No. The way Degrassi handles child sexual abuse... It's is crazy. not it. There's only one time where like they were doing it appropriately and the guy got didn't get charged. Yeah. The guy the guy skated on the charges. The guy got away. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh-huh, Genevieve, uh-huh. So she gets dolled up to the nines and is waiting for Matt to show up. Doesn't show up. And then he shows up, he's a fucking bum. And he and he explains to her, he's like, I'm gonna go I'm not gonna go to Kingston with you. I'm gonna go to BC and get a job of painting houses. Which is so stupid. Yeah, I need he's to He's a t- stupid man. I need to tell everyone here how much painting houses sucks. Yeah, how much work. any construction or contracting work sucks. It's terrible. It's like It's your body alive. Yeah. Basically, Unless you're the head or owner of a contracting company, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be a contractor. Or, like, there have to be contractors until we get robots that can do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, you're... It's not a lifelong career. Cur- yeah, currently... It's gonna cut your life short, and you're gonna get fucking hooked on pain meds and all this shit, and, uh... Mm, it's part of the job. I, I, I speak that from experience, because that's what happened to my old man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's he's gonna get a shitty job in British Columbia painting houses, and so it's so like, stupid. And he's so, he's, so stupid. So he's basically breaking up with her after not seeing her for the entire summer. After basically child molesting her. Yeah, but it's like they have, he he hasn't seen her the entire summer, mm-hmm. and like he sh- he rolls back in like a fart on the wind, and just like dumps this news on her and uh, gives her a joint as compensation. <sighs> So and she's very annoyed by it. As I would be, too. So, she gets back together with her best gal pal, Alex. And she's trying to convince Alex, like, you need to plan for your future. And Alex is very resistant to it because Alex feels, like, trapped with her lot in life. Alex... Alex is very realistic. Yeah, she's 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 very beaten up for someone of her age because Alex she's had to going through it. she had to deal she's had to deal with a lot of stuff we find out this season like situations about her home life like which we've is heard, so shitty we've heard her talk about her having to 
take care of her mom when her mom goes on a bender or gets beat up by one of her, like, boyfriends. Re- revolving door boyfriends, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... We get to see a little bit more of that this season. But, we see a lot of that this season. But right now, it's uh, Paige trying to convince Alex, like, hey, come with me to the college admissions fair, at least. Mm-hmm. And, and Paige, or Alex is like... I'll I'll go with you if we smoke this joint that you got. She's so stupid. Paige is so stupid! So, so because... Um, she's not... She doesn't want... She it's not. She's not taking it seriously herself, because... The representative from the college she wants to get into isn't going to be there or something in Banting. And she has, like, a family friend who is, like, mm-hmm. admissions in Banting. So, basically, she's going to get on nepotism instead of on merit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I bet she works semi-hard oh, for I'm it. I'm not saying that she doesn't. I'm just saying that, like, at the end of the day, the decision for Paige, and Paige knows this clearly, is not going to be about merit. It's mm-hmm. going to be about connections, which is how like ninety percent of college admissions are. So, yeah. like, appreciate Trendy. the realism, but yeah. So they they burn down a sick doobie, right? So and go on a wacky trip, man. Like it's like they're on acid or something, yeah, or they're it's on shrooms. Clearly, the writers they don't know anything about wacky tobacco. Well, they're just not representing it realistically, and I think that's in part due to the whole keep kids off drugs yeah. thing. But they made it, they still made it look really fun. They made it look really cool. It's like, they make drugs look so much cooler than drugs actually yeah, are. Yeah, it's like. And drugs I've, are pretty cool. I've seen you smoke weed, and like, you don't. Only in legal states. You don't. As an adult. It's decriminalized here. Okay, anyways. You, you, the most you'll get is a fine, don't worry. Oh, yeah, I've got fine money. I've got money to pay fines. Anyway, seeing you high isn't nearly as fun as seeing characters, TV characters on TV high. get high on marijuana. Because it's like they get all loopy and shit, whereas like you just sit there and eat Cheetos. <laughs> it's fun. Cheetos taste... Everything tastes better when you're high. Yeah. Everything. But uh, what winds up happening is, guess who's there? It's hmm. the family friend. And Mr. Simpson is like, hey, don't you want to go talk to her and put a good word in? So she goes, talks She's to freaking her, out. And she she is uh, baked out of her gourd here. Mm-hmm. And is trying to talk to this lady, but can't do it properly. Like, banting. And, <laughs> banting. And, like, yeah. she doesn't... And it's... But there is, like, a moment of clarity. And in, banting's in the her, Harvard of the North. In her pot-fueled haze, there's the moment of clarity where it's, like, she realizes, like... Why do I want to go to Banting? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I even give a shit about this? Mm-hmm. Which is like a moment like I had before going into community college. Is like, do I mm-hmm. even want to go to in college? Am I? I'm only going to college because like people expect me to go. That's to what. College. That's what you do. You go to college. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one of those like moments of clarity there. Uh, but she winds up admitting to the admissions officer that she is so high. God, it's so stupid. So this is like more blossoming of uh, Alex and Paige's friendship. It's a very, it's a very good dynamic between these two characters. It C- is like they they both come from different worlds, different classes, different economic backgrounds. It's very uh, interesting. And um, the side plot to this episode is Jimmy, who is still wheelchair bound, is and trying will be for the rest of his life. Likely, yeah, he's trying to get back into basketball. Because basketball was his passion before he got shot. He can't play on the Degrassi team anymore. But um, mm-hmm. Coach Armstrong 
the also the math teacher decided to like give him an assistant uh, coaching uh, gig because he's really team. good he's yeah. a really good player he's a really good guy generally he, yeah he took them to championships so he sh- he has like what it takes like to be a coach and like give advice and like the kids on the team one in particular Derek like keep razzing him because he's in a wheelchair it's like, which is so horrible like yeah no one respects him uh-huh. and so he and Derek get into this scuffle and it's really hard for Jimmy because like this is the first he didn't go back to school last season like he yeah, got out he of physical therapy be... last season like this is his like first no he went back to school because he and Spinner had that whole episode where it's like friends forever then the horrible <laughs> truth gets revealed <laughs> So he's been back at school, but this is him, like, really, like, launching back Mm -hmm. into his life and trying to reclaim his life. His identity. Uh, Yeah, which was all taken from him by uh, Rick. By Rick. The worst guy in the history of Degrassi. Yeah. But, like... No excuses, man. Indelible character. Like... Oh, the actor did an amazing job. Yeah, it's like... Did he ever act again? I feel like he didn't. He acted again in other stuff. Uh, he's not been in anything big. I found out he got to be in the Degrassi reunion music video for I'm Upset by Drake. Mm-hmm. Which um, is phenomenal. I told you, it's like he he's running through the hallways and he rounds a corner. Like the, the corner where he shot um, Jimmy. <laughs> or no, where he tried to shoot Emma. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like all of Drake's uh, bros, all his homies... Uh, start chasing him through the hallways. It's just so funny. It's it's a it's, it's well a, done. It's a fun music video, even though well it's done, like Drake. really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like tonally. Oh yeah, for sure. This is a very shitty little drawing, but I'm very proud of it. But uh, yeah, so Jimmy's trying to reclaim his life and his identity, and is having a really hard time with these kids. How do I reach these kids? So he and Derek have a confrontation. And uh, it culminates in a shootout. Not like with guns, like bang, bang. Like, no, they, they shoot hoops against each other from like so various stupid. further points in the, in the court line. Until finally. Yeah, like Jimmy sinks four baskets and he sinks one from like half court. And uh, like well, Derek. Like six baskets. Derek gains respect for him and he's like. And after the after the thing, he comes up to me and asks, like, how'd you do that? Four baskets from a chair, no jump? That, that was a fluke, right? And he's like, I've made 12 baskets, no jump, from, from, like, the other side of the court or some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, he's like, uh, he's asking, you gotta teach me how to do that. He says, like, sure. But when you tell your friends who taught you that, don't tell them it was the crippled guy. Tell them it was your coach. And Which is kind of sweet. And it's very... It's very, like... I can see a teenage boy saying that. Yeah, especially Jimmy. Yeah. It was a very good moment. It really made me feel like like this character, he's coming back. He's in. He's still in a dark place, but it's like he's really like he's, uh, he's making not his gonna, way back into yeah, the world. He's not going to unalive himself kind of thing. Yeah. So Genevieve, stop. Next we get the fucking, oh. I didn't. I didn't know Derek's last name. So we know Derek's Jewish, right? Or like we think he's Jewish. He looks Jewish. He looks like a little Jewish manlet. You know his last name? Derek. Yeah. What's his last name? Haig. No H though. Yeah. But yeah, funny, isn't it? There you go. Isn't that life? 
Next episode is Foolin'. This mm. is where we get the next, like, not season-long arc, but, like, multiple episode arc. Like, they focus on this really heavily. It's very big. This is uh, our teen pregnancy episode. Oh, yeah. This is JT and Liberty. This is a good series of episodes, quite frankly. Yeah, like, JT and Liberty, they've been dating for a while. They've been fucking all summer, they've evidently. Been, they've been fucking all summer, we learned that. Whenever they can. Whenever they get a chance... And um, they're teenagers and they're geeky. So, like, what other chances are they going to have till college? And uh, you know, like, realistically, Liberty could do better. Liberty could do. Be- oh, you got to see Liberty in that music video, by the way. Oh, did she glow up? A fucking crazy glow up, dude. <laughs> I'll just check it out. I haven't seen the music video yet. We we can watch it on the TV after this. Absolutely, we can. Um, like let's go let's go over this episode because we're nearly in an hour. So like Jesus let's, Christ already. Let's finish the review the the mm-hmm. roundup of this episode. Take a breather and okay. like uh, and we can come back to it and we'll come back to it more consistently than we did the other times. I promise. Uh huh. We'll come back to it uh, later tonight or tomorrow if you want. Like like yeah like, I would prefer later tonight. Yeah. So we have like a shot of it actually happening. So. Yeah, Liberty is acting all cold towards JT, and JT mm-hmm. doesn't understand why. She's she's, pissed. she's very moody and not. He's being very distant, mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't understand what's up. And yeah. and fucking JT, fucking blabbermouth. More Toby, because mm-hmm. Toby's disgusting. Toby, Toby is disgusting. Toby's they like hate Toby. Toby's like, give me the deets, bro. You hit that pussy. God, because Toby, they make him so gross. And then JT is like, hell yeah. And then Liberty overhears him. Liberty overhears him. He's like, why are you telling people about our like intimate relationship yeah. details? Because she's a lady. She wants to be respected. And they're driving and then drops drops the bomb on him. He's like, I'm pregnant. And then uh, crashes yeah. crashes his fucking car into a bus Isn't stop. Isn't it like his, his mom's car? Isn't he borrowing his mom's car? I think it's his car. Not, I feel like it's his mom's car. It's I feel like that's very car. important. It's his grandma's car. Toby. It's his grandma's car. Toby borrows his grandma's car in later in the episode. Okay. Because uh, it's not JT's car. JT doesn't have a car. Or later in the season, it's but JT is driving and uh, they have they have a discussion. We learn that fucking JT didn't learn his fucking lesson. Guys, you gotta use the right size condoms yeah. for your penis. It's very important. It, it's, it's like, yeah. This it's is seriousness. So I want to have a serious point right here. Okay, go right for it. Now. Go for it. I'm taking off my comedy. I'm it. taking off my comedy. I'm, I'm unscrewing my comedy hat. Okay. It's a little greasy. You want some? You, want some, you need some oil? No, it's not greasy. It's like it's, rusted. Yeah, that's the word. Because I never take it off. I'm always funny. I'm always on. <laughs> Anywho. But in sex ed, when you're growing up. They tell you, like, prevent the spread of STDs and prevent uh, pregnancy, use protection, and mo- more often than not, that protection is condoms. They're an excellent form of barrier protection, yes. What no one ever tells you, ever, and I don't know if anyone's ever been told this, I was never told this, is like, you gotta get the right size condom. You really do. Because, like, because like a snowflake, every penis is a little bit different. <laughs> um... And, like, not everyone is going to fit into the quote-unquote standard. Like, some guys are smaller, some guys are bigger. You As know? we learned, JT is much, much smaller. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, some guys are thinner, some guys are thicker. And, mm-hmm. like, 
the condom market doesn't really do a lot to help either. Like, yeah. there's no... The only indication of, like, size on condoms is, like, you know, tr- you know Trojan condoms are pretty big and long. And you know Trojan Magnums are for, like... They're meant to be huge. Yeah, for, for, your, ma- for your monster fucking cock. But uh, there's no, like... I feel like there's no resources out there for, like, how you get your wedding ring size. You, there's no way to, like, size your penis for condoms. Yeah. I think there's, like... People I, have tried. I, yeah, I think there's, like, a niche product out of Japan or something where it's, like, the... The, 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 the vegetable shape. Yeah, the vegetable shape packaging where it's, like, hey, are you, like, a banana? Or are you, like, a cucumber? Or are you more like a, a plantain? You know? Yeah. Various things, and it's it's a very noble effort, but it's just something that never seems to catch on, and no one wants to discuss, except penis except sizes. me. Yeah. About not even just penis sizes, but like condom sizes. Like condom sizes are like, we should They're really important. bring that more into the zeitgeist. So it's like, hey, get get the right size thing. I feel like part of it is that men with small penises feel a lot of shame about that. Yeah, I feel like the smaller your penis is, the more shame you feel about it. We need to destigmatize that, man. It's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. I agree, but here's the thing. No guy is going to want to be seen buying the extra smalls. That's true. Right? Like, you can make them, you can market them, but no guy is going to want to buy them, and no guy's going to want to have them seen next to his bed by a potential, like, hookup. There's There's always, like, jokes in, like, shows and movies and stuff where it's like, extra small condoms though yeah like they don't make extra small condoms to the best of my knowledge like i'll have to look into it but like mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's it's just not a thing it's something that's bugged me for years because it's something i've struggled with because it's like i need the right size thing for my for my stuff just to clarify no 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 this is no we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna clarify which direction you're exceptional no i don't want to i don't want to brag okay. i don't i don't want to brag or like make it i don't want to I don't want to say I have a micro dick. I don't want to say I have a monster dick. I don't even want to say I'm average. I just like, let's let that be a mystery to the audience. <laughs> and just like, no, I have a penis. Uh, as most genetically born uh, males do. Uh, and I've had trouble with uh, condom sizes in the mm-hmm. past. Like, take that as you will. You know, if you're trying to like get dates out of this whole podcast thing. I'm not. Well. Who, who in town is going to listen to this? Discord people. Well, I don't want to have sex with anyone in Discord. That's a lie. It's not a lie. That's incorrect. I think there are people in the Discord that you would want to have sex with. I don't know. It's like, not, like I'm not saying that you're actively seeking it out, but it's it's it, it's against my sense of propriety. Like I wouldn't, not mine. Hot ladies in the Discord, hit me up. I will happily come over to your place. It's like two open relationship, <laughs> baby. Anyway. So, the rest of this episode is them dealing with, like, what are we going to do and uh, such. Uh, they're, they're just, like, having uh, some reality checks. This is an ongoing um, sort of series. Uh, the big funny part is JT tells Toby, and you pointed this out to me, Cinematic Parallels, Toby's in his fucking front yard playing with a fucking RC truck, and then when... <laughs> JT, <laughs> JT, tells, JT him. tells him, and then Toby crashes, crashes the, the RC, RC truck, truck into like a grill or something. Mm-hmm. It looks like Toby and his family moved to the fucking hood or something. It looks really yeah, like they have like all nice. sorts of garbage in their driveway or some shit. Yeah, there's something we're not hearing there. 
Oh, but I think but we have to mention when we're talking about condom sizes. Yeah. That JT is like, how did this happen? We used protection. Oh. And Liberty yeah. says. Yeah, we used the extra large condoms. We used the extra large like Magnum condoms. You idiot. And like. Which is proof. Because previously, in the previous season, when, when JT had his pants pulled down, you, and we were like, well, is, the, is it the coldness of the, the air, or like, is it that JT has a, has a small dick? This is canonical confirmation that JT has a smaller than average penis. I want to say, in his defense, it might be like an average length, but it is very skinny. It's a very small penis. It's very skinny. It's like a noodle, <laughs> from what I'm gathering. And he is a child, yeah. you know? Like, sometimes these things grow with age. It does happen sometimes. I don't know, they're like 14, 15 at this point. Yeah, it's pretty much done. Yeah, by that point, it's like... You're pretty much done. Your your dick's done growing, buddy. My dick's, been, learn. my dick's been the same size for a while. Oh my goodness. Um, He's single, ladies and gentlemen. The side plot to this episode is Spinner. Spinner is trying to God, get poor back... Poor little Spinner into the social world of Degrassi. He wants he doesn't just want friends, he wants his friends back. He does. And fair enough, you know? And but no one's having it because that rift is still big because it's like Yeah. Dude, like, you got Jimmy shot. Jimmy got shot. Like whether it was directly your fault or not, like you're essentially the only you're only you're you're the one of only two people still living that Jimmy can direct his anger at at all. Because the actual person who did it is dead. Yeah. So it's like you can't take out your rage against a dead person because, like, there's no recipro- re- reciprocity there. I think you can. I think you can go and throw water balloons full of red paint at his grave. Is it classy? No. But... Is it correct morally? I'll let y'all be the judge. Here's the thing. It's it's not going to accomplish anything in making Jimmy feel better. I don't know, like, Neither if Jimmy... Neither is being mad at Spinner, I'm sorry. But, but here's my reasoning on this. Mm-hmm. Is that when someone's dead, there's, like, nothing you can do to them. Like, yeah, all, you can, all you can do when someone's dead, all throwing uh, paint balloons at uh, Rick's grave would do... Is hurt his mom. Was hurt his mom. And you shouldn't... You shouldn't like hurt his mom because her mom's like having his mom's having like a horrible time through this as well. I'm sure she. Well, of course her, she is. She raised a school shooter. Yeah, her son turned out to be horrible. A, a horrible person who did a horrible to thing. to be an abusive boyfriend and a school shooter. Yeah, and it's like, and it's something like. I mean, it has to feel bad. Like, oh, I'm sure it feels like absolutely horrible. It has to feel horrible, and like. Not, your son is dead, your son has done a horrible thing. You never get to reconcile with your son. Never get to reconcile with your son. Everyone in the town is probably calling you a horrible fucking mother when we don't know exactly what the dynamic home was like. She seemed okay enough and like maybe she was just, she was doing as good a job as she could. But, but like some, she's fine. sometimes these things like are out of your hand as a parent. There's a documentary on HBO, I believe, about like parents with psychopathic kids and like what do you do for them because on one hand there's i think my son is dangerous you're a bad mother why are you doubting your child like Mm -hmm. what are you doing like treating your child like a killer versus like your child actually does something like that Mm -hmm. it's like oh you're a bad mother you didn't pay enough attention it's a very sticky situation you find yourself in it's because society hates women and mothers yeah it's a so i like doing desecrating the grave would only serve to make 
the mom feel horrible. And the mom isn't as much as a victim as Jimmy, but she still is a victim of sorts. Uh, directing it at Spinner is someone alive who you're forcing consequences on. You're making Spinner hurt. And, like, that's fulfilling, like, whatever sense of justice you might have at the time. Which is such bullshit. You can, you can come around from it, but it's, like... The best, the best person to like blame for your problems and like get back mm-hmm. at is someone who's alive because you can actually get back at them. There's nothing Jimmy can do to Rick once Rick's in the ground, but there is something Jimmy can do to Spinner, Spinner and Jay if he felt like it. If Jay gave a fuck, but Jay doesn't give a fuck. But here's the thing: I think it's very interesting that he does not go after Jay at all. Well, Jay is pretty much no longer in the picture. He never he didn't get back into school. He's still a character in the season. He's a total dropout now and he doesn't interact with the main cast anymore. So whereas Spinner is still yeah, but he doesn't interact with like that group of it. Like he has no interactions with Jimmy anymore. Right. Um Spinner is still desperately trying to get back in there. So Spinner is like really like I'm sure Jimmy fucking hates Jay's guts as well but Spinner is the one who is actively around to be the target for Jimmy's yeah. uh, rage as it were this is true so, poor Spinner my heart goes out to poor little yeah. Spinner all that being said Spinner this episode he's trying to get his way mm-hmm. back in and he catches the attention of uh, not new character she was around last season Darcy and Darcy starts hanging around with him and starts telling him about like friendship club, which we which come we, even Spinner's like that sounds stupid, man. We come to find out friendship club is like a teen Bible Christian study. Bible study, yeah. And she's trying to get Spinner in on it. Spinner is like not religious, and and uh, she's like just trying to convince him like, hey, this could be like really good for you. Mm-hmm. And like he doesn't come out and say why everyone is treating him like shit. She just... Darcy sees people treating Spinner like persona non grata, and she doesn't know why. He just says, like... He does tell her. He tells her, like, you know, like, I kind of, like, did some bad things to my friends. It's not until Jimmy sees them hanging out and Jimmy can't stand for anyone to let Spinner back in. No, he tells her before then. No, he doesn't. He totally does. No, 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 no. Because Jimmy comes up, he's like, Mm -hmm. you might want to be careful around this guy. He's a bad habit of getting people shot. Mm-hmm. He, he tells her a version of the truth. He doesn't tell her the whole truth of, like, what is the real reason. Yeah. And once once she finds out, he's, like, convinced, like, she'll want nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. He holds that he holds back that detail because, like, he's finally found someone who is willing to give him a chance. And he doesn't yeah. want to fuck that up. So it's like you mm-hmm. lie by omission or you don't include the whole truth. And then Jimmy comes up and queers his deal and just like or tries to queer his deal and be like yeah like this guy mm-hmm. is the reason why I'm in a wheelchair basically yeah but uh which is not true I'm sorry I'm Jimmy I'm very sorry that this happened to you man but that's not true it's not true but again like putting yourself in Jimmy's shoes mm-hmm. I might feel the same way because, like, we're observers from outside the situation. Sure. Putting yourself in that situation. You were a star basketball player at school, mm-hmm. and now you were you were the man. You were the man about town. Like, uh, fucking BM, you were the BMC, the big man on campus. And now you're in a wheelchair. You might never walk again. And you're having an identity crisis and everything. 
He's just a he. He's justifiably angry. Like he, he'll one day look back on it and like think differently of it. But like in that moment, like especially mm-hmm. when you're a teenager, yeah, it's like we all have testosterone raging and what have you, and like just your brain. The reason why issues in high school feel like the end of the world is it's your because first time. It's the entire scope of your world is just high school and mm-hmm. your social life in high school. This is fair. If if you're in high school and like you're a girl or you're a guy and like let's say you're a straight girl or guy, your girlfriend boyfriend breaks up with you, we're not even gonna get into the can of worms that like beat what being gay in high school is because that's even rougher really truly but like your girlfriend or boyfriend breaks up with you and it's like you're devastated like i remember like when uh jessica and i broke up like in high school like uh, like it really fucked me up for a while because like i was a fucking stupid teenager and my emotion my i wasn't at peak emotional maturity yeah and i, I was at a time by my, my, by my boyfriend two days before prom yeah in and, high school and like that must have like like di- like did it feel like holy shit my world is crashing dude i stole <laughs> so funny from a family that i was babysitting for at the time i relieved them of one of those tiny little airplane bottles of tito's and i drank three sips of it that night. I'm wasted. I was trying to be dramatic about it. Because, like, my whole experience for high school was, like, watching Glee and shit. Yeah. And so I was like, this is what people do. They have, like, two sips of vodka and they cry themselves to sleep while writing in their journal. And, like, looking back on it, like, he wasn't necessarily, like, a horrible guy, but it wasn't a relationship. It was me trying to convince myself that I was straight, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it and it was so. just... Uh, I'm sure it was emotional. Oh, it was very emotional, but I'm it sh- wasn't, like, emotional for the reasons why I thought it was emotional at the time. Yeah. But, like... So, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna mm-hmm. tell Jimmy he's necessarily wrong. I just think it's, like, he's at a time in his life where it's, like... He's th- a teenager. This is the only understanding he can have of the situation. Yeah, he's a teenager. So this He's a ep- teenage boy. So this episode, we got the next sort of season-long arc with Liberty and JT. And pregnancy, the, because JT and, is so insecure. And that's like uh, a half-season-long arc. The real season-season-long arc is Spinner and Darcy. And, like, that's going to be... Which is so wild. It's going to be... Really, it was really interesting. It was so interesting. It was a really good time. I'm gonna I want to finish this tonight so we can watch more Degrassi. Yeah. Let's take a breather for right now. Let's go watch I'm up, to eat. the I'm Upset music video from Drake. So you can see what everyone looks like now. Good deal. Good deal. We'll be back soon. We'll be back momentarily. Hey guys, Jordan here. Just want to let everyone know this is the end of part one of uh, the season five breakdown. Uh, There's a lot to talk about this season, and we went for quite a while and then had to change gears, do other stuff in our lives. So this is this whole episode. We will get back to you ASAP with part two and uh, beyond. There's a lot to talk about in season five of uh, Degrassi, The Next Generation.